Medical information obtained from our website or the live show is not intended to be a substitute for professional care. If your pet has or you suspect they might have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a health care provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of All Paws Pet Talk, this radio show, or their sponsors. And now live in the studio, it's the All Paws Pet Talk call-in radio show with a valuable knowledge and expertise of our panel guests ready to take your calls. Listen for the phone number so you may call in live. Take it away, panel. Welcome to All Pause for the Cause, WPET Pet Talk Radio. This is Kit DeRoche, your host for the day. And uh, we have a busy show for you today. We have multiple guests, so we're going to get right to it because I want to give everyone as much time as uh, I can possibly do. Uh, Today, our first guest is Laura Souza, who is the president and founder of G-Girl Productions, which is a premier event coordinator for South Florida Fur Baby events and Fur Baby fashion shows. I've known uh, Laura now for several years, and she's become a good friend of mine. Some of her events have raised money for our dog rescue here in uh, Florida, and we always appreciate that so much. So, Laura, welcome to our show. Oh, thank you. Welcome, and thank you for inviting me, Kit. We're very excited to be on your radio show today. Well, we are, too. Can you explain to our listeners exactly what it is that you do, in in case I didn't make myself clear? Sure. Um, What G-Girl Productions is, is I'm an event coordinator for the fur baby world. So I do not do any events that don't involve uh, you being able to bring your fur baby, I like to call them, but your dog or cats, because we have had cats at our events. Um, and uh, how uh, what I do do is I don't do the typical outside on a patio type of event. The events that I do are at five-star country clubs, in restaurants where you're able to bring the animal into the restaurant and the country club. You have dinner and the fur baby has a four-course meal or is served a, a holistic meal by the venue. Um, and that's basically what I do, plus fashion shows. Uh, where we uh, promote tour designers. There's a whole world out there of uh, designers that make couture doggy clothes. And then I also have um, the modeling agency where I have about 70 different breed dogs that are used for fashion shows and print work throughout the country. Uh, I think probably some of our listeners might be surprised that you are actually granted access into some of the uh, more high-scale 
uh, country clubs in South Florida here, uh, you're actually one of the first um, vendors to be able to have events that um, in, involve having animals with them. Isn't that correct? That is correct. Uh, I was very fortunate several years ago, the Biltmore Hotel allowed me to bring a fashion show into the Biltmore, into their main room, and they allowed people with their dogs to come into the Biltmore. From that point on, I asked them to give me a letter of recommendation. And also because of what I do, it's so unusual. The media has helped a great with a great deal with promoting my events. That then, when especially in the summer when you have these country clubs, who it is their slower time. I come in. I have letters of recommendation. They also see all of the publicity that my events get. Uh, they, and uh, after I do have the event, they're so blown away at how well-behaved these animals are, like Abacoa Golf and Country Club. I have done three events there. I'm working on a fourth event for them right now. So because they say, you know, the dogs are, are, are uh, these events are, are, are better than some weddings that we've had. <laughs> well, I went to a cotillion uh, which is your event of the year last year, and I I don't remember how many uh, animals you had there. It had to be seventy five or a hundred, and I was blown away with how well behaved everyone's uh, dogs were. It was incredible. Yeah, you you know I I really do pride myself, and one of the things with like with when we uh, look for G girl models that the dogs that do come to the event are dog friendly, are people friendly, are if they are going to be on the floor that uh you know the boys have belly bands and and the the girls wear the the doggy diapers if there is a chance but 90% of the women that do come to the events have the smaller dogs and they're in strollers or they're in carriers or um you know if they they are very respectful of that you know we have this fabulous opportunity of having these events in these country clubs and yeah. and restaurants yes now I understand you have a silent partner named Gianna. Can you tell yes. us a little bit about uh, your silent partner? <laughs> Gianna is a nine-year-old Shih Tzu. Uh, she is the G girl of G girl productions, and uh, she is uh, my soulmate. I absolutely adore her, and she's my partner in the business. Uh, she hosts all the fashion shows, and uh, when we have the contests at the events, she's on stage with me and she's the best kind of silent partner she's the best kind of partner because she is silent she never puts her two cents in once in a while she'll uh with being a shih tzu she'll snort a little when i put the hat or the sunglasses on her like really mom but other than that she goes with the flow <laughs> So now, can you tell me a little bit about the model agency part of your business? I've been on your website many times, and you have a, a huge page of professional photographs of all the model uh, dogs uh, on your website. So how does that work? 
Um, well, if you were interested, and in, if, if you're in the South Florida area, and you can also be from out of state, because we're developing that, uh, I will have different pages on the website for here are the dogs that are available from New York, here are the dogs that are available for modeling in Virginia, Chicago, but you would go on www.gigirlproductions.com, go on to the icon that says modeling and models. You would see the models on the upper right-hand corner. There is a little uh, uh, thing that says click for application. You click on, you fill out the application, you ask questions, you know, because we want to know what the, your capability of your your dog, if your dog is people friendly, will your dog sit, will, you know, does your dog do any tricks? Um, and also we ask for a photo and the breed and the weight and the measurements of the dog. And uh, basically that's how you end up becoming a G-Girl model. So if anybody was interested in getting more information or perhaps uh, signing their dog up as a, a G-Girl Productions model in Florida or even in other states for that matter, they would go to your website and go to that page where all the models are posted and then they would fill out an application and you personally would contact them? Yes, that after I get the application, I contact them. I ask them if they're from out of town, I ask them to send two photos, one, uh, we like to say naked, of the fur baby <laughs> with a white back, uh, backdrop, and then one dressed in clothes with a white backdrop. And when we, we add them, my webmaster, who is fabulous, I may add, um, adds them to the um, to, to the web page, and then also if you want to get more information on my upcoming events, I'm very active on Facebook. Or, uh, you just would have to type in G Girl Productions, and also uh, Twitter. We're on Twitter and Instagram. Well, I know on your website um, there's a page for all of the um, the. Uh, the places, the media page where you've um, attended and been in magazines and newspapers. You've got a television link where you've been, uh, you've made appearances actually on several television shows, and there's links to those. So uh, you've got photographs, um, you've got videos. I mean, there, there's a, a whole host of information uh, about your business on the um, on the website. I have some information here that you've been asked for the second uh, year in a row to attend the celebra Celebrity Catwalk in New York City with Gianna. Can you tell us what that's about? Uh, what it is is that um, New York City asks a certain amount of dogs. It's usually maybe 15 to 20 dogs that are very uh, known throughout the dog world. Like Gianna is is very known because of what she does with me. And it's a three-day event where for three days they uh, promote uh, the couture fashions. They actually do a fashion show where Gia would wear uh, one of the designers is Julie Lancaster. Gia would be modeling an outfit that was made by Julie Lancaster, and she would do a whole fashion show of her upcoming line. Also, uh, you have... Um, 
several different designers that uh, every year it changes. Julie Lancaster is one that's done it for several years. That's why she comes to mind when I'm saying. So you go up to New York, and uh, Gia will be modeling uh, in the three different fashion shows on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in December. I think the dates on that is the um, the seventh, eighth, and ninth. So that's a, it's a very big honor to uh, to be asked to model in that. And uh, also two of my uh, G girls that um, have uh, are, are last year's Miss Cotillion, which was on uh, rescue from your your rescue, Florida Yorkie rescue. Um, Duchess of Palm Beach has been asked, and also Mia uh, from Top Knot um, Grooming. She's a G-Girl model. She's been asked to model this year. So well, I'm, I'm really that. looking forward to, uh, uh, to hearing more about this. Unfortunately, right now we have to take a break, but um, if anybody is interested in signing up their dogs, with G-Girl Productions or they want more information, you can contact Laura Souza by going on to the website, which is www.ggirlproductions.com. Thank you so much, Laura, for joining us today. Thanks. Also, Facebook. So don't forget yep, the face- Facebook page. Yep. Like our Facebook. page. We, lo- we love likes. Thank you, kid. And it was Thank wonderful you, talking with you. Yep. Okay, we're off to a break. We'll be back in a second. I'm your doggy, and I love you, and you know that I need you too. Welcome back, everyone. This is Kit DeRoche, your host for All Paws for the Cause, WPET Pet Talk Radio. Our next guest is Kathy, Catherine Bozzi, or is it Bozzi? I want to get that right. Catherine Bozzi, like pizza. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Italian. <laughs> I didn't get it right at all. Um, Catherine is an animal communicator. She connects with animals, and um, uh, we, we have a, a little bit more time to spend with Catherine today, and we've got some questions we want to ask for from some of our fans about specific problems that they are having with their own dogs and cats. So, Catherine, can you kind of explain to us what an animal communicator is? Yes, an animal communicator um, works with the animal's person, the animal, and um, telepathically receives information and sends information. So How long often, have you been doing this, Catherine? I have I studied for a year and became a professional animal communicator in January this year. Wow. Have you always had a connection with animals? Yes, I grew up in a house that had a big stained glass window of St. Francis of Assisi who um who would believe that animals were the mirror of God and um, did amazing work with animals. Um, And we had almost a zoo in our house. We grew up with (laughs) parrots and a one-eyed pigeon and dogs and cats and mice. 
and they were oh, my animals were always there for me through good times and bad times. So I always felt a deep connection to animals from early. Well, as childhood. an animal lover, that sounds like heaven to me. Yeah. So, um, what exactly does an animal communicator do? Okay, so um, we help people connect to themselves, to their animals, and to the nature that's around us. Mm -hmm. Um, More specifically, animal communicators help people with their animals that have behavior problems, are lost or deceased. So how do you facilitate um, a session between the owner, their pet, and yourself? So I receive some very basic information, the name and the age and the physical description or photograph of the animal. This Uh helps me see the animal in my mind's eye. And then I go through a process or technique of focusing and connecting. So I um, close my eyes and focus my intuition. I relax and focus on breathing and ground myself. And then I open my heart and surround myself with love. And I Mm -hmm. tap into the universal knowledge by thinking up and imagining a cone of light coming up from my crown. And then I stay positive to set myself up for success. And once I've gone through that in my mind, I then connect with the animal. I introduce myself and say the name and have a visual in my mind of what the animal looks like. And I send love and ask if the animal wants to talk. And then we begin asking questions. And I get an impression of what that animal is like from that very first introduction, and I start the the interview with getting those first impressions and then go more deeply with the questions. Hmm. So in, in order to do a, a session for an animal, um, you need to see a photograph, and you need to know how old the animal is and their name. Is that correct? That's right. And then do you start getting impressions immediately? Yes, and sometimes with lost animal cases, the animal can be stressed and doesn't even want to talk, and you can I, they'll just keep running by me and don't even want to engage. Wow, so you do uh, lost pet uh, uh, sessions to, to try to find animals that have, are lost from their owners? That's right. Have you ever uh, been able to find them? Yes, I worked with a friend in um, when I was studying and doing cases, and their cat disappeared. And I got a very good visual of what her house looked like and, and the terrain behind the house, and I'd never been there before. And I told her, go out in the, in the woods, and um, they went calling for her, and the cat came the next morning. And she really wow. felt like that, that pro, the process that we did of, of connecting with the animal telepathically and then her going out in the zone where she may have been really helped bring her home. Now, why is an animal communicator, why is that uh, link important? Is it to help the animal or is it to help the owner? Well, it helps both. I think especially in um, working with deceased animals, that's really... um, helps the grieving process for owners to reconnect with their animal and feel connected. 
Um, and overall, in a general way, the work of animal communication really helps bring this idea forward that we're all equals. As humans, we're not superior just because we're humans. We're, we're all equal in all species on the earth. So you, so you have actually been able to forward messages to owners from their pets who have passed on? Yes. Wow. So that must be extremely comforting. Yes, it is. And there will be questions like they don't know why they died, and I can often get sensations in my body. Like a recent case I just did, and I got this sharp pain in the back of the neck, and the mm-hmm. dog was only nine years old. And then she told me that he actually he tripped somehow and ended up somersaulting and landing on his head and and was wondering if he had broken his neck. And so that, you know, my information that I got sort of correlated with her information, so it makes us think, well, yeah, maybe the animal did break his neck. Wow. So um, who do you think um, has been your greatest teacher in learning this whole uh, field of, of animal telepathy? Yes, all the animals I've had have taught me so much, but definitely my greatest recent teacher has been my uh, rescue dog, Benjamin, who's a coonhound shepherd cross. And he's, you know, his first year of life was challenging. I don't know exactly what happened, but um, I have some ideas. And so I've gone through a major process of um, settling him. He's now four years old, and he's a really great dog and really great with the kids. But I, by going through this process of figuring how to get him calm and confident and happy, I've, I can share what I've learned in that process with other dog owners who have similar problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know that um, we did have a couple of people um, that wanted some uh, quest- had some questions about their pets. And so uh, a couple of days ago, we had them sent to me. Uh, we have their names, their ages, and a photograph, which I have since forwarded to Catherine um, because we are so time-limited here. So she has been looking at the photos this morning along with the question so that she can uh, cultivate her answer quickly. So in our next session, we're going to go through that list and we're going to see if we can solve some of these owners' um, questions that they may have about their pets, and hopefully they're all listening. So we're going to take a quick break, Catherine, and uh, when we get back, we're going to get to work, okay? Sounds great. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. I'm your doggy, I'm your doggy. and I love you. Welcome back. This is Kit DeRoche from All Paws for the Cause, WPET Pet Talk Radio. We've got a great show today, and uh, we are having a conversation with Catherine Botsey. Um, she is an animal communicator, and we've been learning a little bit about how she does what she does. And we've got some um, 
samples here, uh, questions from people who want to know about their issues with their own pets. So Catherine is going to discuss, before we get to those questions, some training techniques on uh, being the pack leader. Catherine? Thank you. Well, I found that a lot of questions concerned um, uh, behavioral issues that um, point right to um, being alpha or pack leader of your dog. So um, animal, or dogs are pack animals. They are always looking and assessing where am I standing in the group? Am I the dominant one, the submissive one, or in the middle? And a really great author named Jan Fennell wrote a book called The Dog Listener, and she studied the behavior of wolves in the wild. And she observed that there was always an alpha pair, a male and a female, that were the leaders of the pack. But when the pack would go out on a hunt, they'd often get separated. And when they would reconnect as a pack, it was a critical time to establish who was alpha and who wasn't because the alpha pair may have been killed in in the hunt. So if that were the case, they had to reestablish a new alpha of the pack. So the wolves go through um, uh, uh, a ritual of of determining who is the alpha. And the alpha wolves have a very distinct way of being when they reconnect. And that is that they're very calm and they're confident. They hold their chin or their head up high and they do not make eye contact with the other dogs. So as Hmm. humans, we can replicate this behavior to our dogs to tell them that we are alpha and we'll get them behaving way better and listening to us. If, the, if our dogs think that they're alpha, um, they won't listen to us, and they do these behavioral problems. They attack other dogs, they bark incessantly, they bite us, and we don't want that. So a way to be alpha with our dogs, in the, the biggest change that you can make is when you come home after being away from your dog is ignore your dog for five minutes. And I know that's a really hard thing to do, but it's going to make major changes in your dog's life. Do not make eye contact. Ignore him completely as if he doesn't exist. And then after five minutes, call your dog to you and you can give them as much attention as you want. And that tells your dog that, okay, I'm I'm not the alpha here. I can relax. I'm not on duty. And they won't have separation anxiety and all these other issues. Well, uh, that's fascinating. I think I'm going to try that. Um, uh, Catherine, I think you have a list in front of you with photographs and names, so I'm going to just let you start. Uh, What what, uh, dog did you want to start with? So, yeah, we'll start just as they came in with Henry, the Maltese, who's age 7. He was rescued Mm -hmm. from the puppy mill. So my first impressions of him were that he's quite happy-go-lucky. He likes to do his thing, like he's quite independent, and he's wary of strangers. So the question was, why is he not more affectionate? Um, Yeah, she said um, he's super sweet and minds well. He just doesn't like to be cuddled or held. Yeah, so I've, I've picked up that he learned to cope by relying on himself and he's learned not to connect deeply with humans. So what I would recommend is um, that he's kind of he's stuck in that kind of energy, and to, he doesn't need to be like that anymore because he has a good home. So I would recommend some a gentling massage 
which is where um, and I can the people can email me with um, for more details on this because it's hard to to get into it all in such a short right. period of time. But um, one simple thing is you do range of motion of the limbs. So you have them lie down and you gently move their arm, its arms back and forth. And that came through to me as being something that would really help him because it's physical and it's saying that his owner is in charge and, and going to take care of him so he can relax and be affectionate. Um, okay. Now, um, <clears throat> I think the next dog is Gracie. She's a 12-year-old Yorkie. Okay. Um, if we could go through in in my Jeez. order, that might be a little bit easier for me. I okay, have. Um, oh yeah, Gracie. That's right, number two. Okay, yep. Susan is the owner. Um, right. Wants to know why her rescue dog acts afraid. She doesn't know anything about him. Um, yeah. She wants to know if was he she was abused. abused. <clears throat> So I picked up that she has quite a timid temperament. She's very sensitive, and she she feels as if she is very small. And she is very small, and she sees people as being very big, and so she's intimidated. Um, I've picked up that she may have been spoken to harshly, but I don't think I don't think she was physically abused. Uh, I think if she knows that her owner is alpha, she'll relax and not be so scared. So this is where this alpha work really comes in, just to start mm-hmm. by ignoring her for five minutes after Susan comes home, I think will really help her relax. Okay, the next the next one is Hel- Helene. She has mm-hmm. a two-year-old Yorkie that uh, named Molly. Um, Molly barks and cries like crazy as soon as she starts swimming in the swimming pool. She's not afraid of water. She just jumps on a floaty to join her owner sometimes. So why does she bark and cry? Yeah, so my first impressions here was that she's quite uh, Molly's stable and confident and a little more on the dominant side. So she see, Molly sees Helene as her baby. She's worried for her being in the pool, so she wants Helena out, and that's why she's barking at her. It's kind of like, say you had a two-year-old just walking right into the pool without a life jacket, the mother mm-hmm. would be really worried. And that's how Molly sees Helena as her baby going into the pool. Well, so, so she's how really can she worried. fix that? So this is the alpha work. If, if Molly oh, can know to relax and, and not worry, if she knows Helene is, is the boss, she, she'll relax. So, again, okay. ignoring the dog for five minutes when she gets home as a starting point, and there's other techniques that we can do as well that I can get into more, um, such as um, <clears throat> not pulling on the leash, gesture eating, um, not leaving toys out when they're not being used, not leaving food out. Okay. Those are all um, uh, we're, alpha We're techniques. quickly running out of time, so let's mm-hmm. go to the next one. Karen has an... A uh, Yorkie named Rookie, Rookie, R-O-O-K-I-E. He's six mm-hmm. years old, and she had a couple of questions, so let's just stick to one. Um, okay. She wants to know if he's healthy and why does he have so much of his of a discharge coming from his eyes? Yeah, I got that he was quite intelligent and friendly. Um, he's very calm in his job and very aware. Um, I picked up that he 
probably has digestive issues, so I would recommend changing his food. Um, okay. What I do is I make homemade food. I know that's a lot to ask, but it can really make a big difference in the dog's life. So such as uh, 50% rice and then 50% other, which would be ground meat, veggies, and fruit. And you can add a multivitamin in every two or three days to make sure the dog's getting all the nutrients he needs. And so I think the discharge might be connected to inflammation from the diet. So I would recommend okay. changing the diet and see if it resolves. And if it doesn't resolve in a couple of weeks, definitely take him to the vet. Okay. Our next dog is uh, Gromit. And uh, Gromit has passed away at the age of 16. Uh, he died in May 2014. And Barbara wanted to know why did Gromit do what he did while they were away on vacation? So <laughs> there's kind of a mysterious question. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I picked up that he was protesting. He didn't like the change of his owners being away on vacation, and that's why he did that. What Do, do we know what well, it I is picked that up, he did? What I picked up on was that he went to the bathroom under the dining room table. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, that wasn't very nice, was it? No. Um, G-Girl Productions, Laura Souza was on in uh, one of our previous segments, and she has a little Shih Tzu who's um, nine years old who is her silent partner and goes to all of the events dressed up. And uh, Laura wanted to know if Gianna is just getting tired of doing this and she does she want to pass on the baton to her sister, Gabriella, or is she still perfectly fine uh, modeling and attending the events? Um, I got overall that she's quite laid back and aloof, and she loves treats as my first impressions. And, yes, I did get that she's tired of her job. She particularly doesn't like the crown on her head, and she would like to pass the baton on to her sister. Okay, well, I'll be sure to tell uh, I'll be sure to tell Laura that. Well, we've run out of time, so unfortunately we're going to have to get you back so that you can answer the rest of the questions that we have. But if someone wants to reach you, how would they go about that? Yeah, they can go to my website, which is katherinebotzi.com, K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-B-O-Z-Z-I.com, or animals at katherinebotzi.com is my email. Okay. It was really great to have you on our show, Catherine. I loved meeting you, and I can't wait to uh, share the information that you uh, gave us today with our, our Yorkie owners. So thank you so much, and um, we'll, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back shortly. Roche from All Paws for the Cause, WPET Pet Talk Radio. Our next guest is Stuart from the Pet Talk, uh, from the uh, Pet Rock Company, and um, he produces and sells Pet Rocks. How are you today, Stuart? I'm doing. I'm doing good. Thanks. Thanks for asking. Just 
good. Well, I've got a couple of questions about these pet rocks. I had one when I was a child, and um, I see they're still being sold, so that's kind of uh, unique. Um, being the founder of a dog rescue myself, I wanted to know if you get your pet rocks from a breeder or do you use uh, rescue rocks? No, they, they're uh, – we get them from a breeder. You know, I, 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 we, we have uh, – actually, I use – yeah, I use actually a uh, sledgehammer, and sometimes we uh, ha- we hammer them more for babies. <laughs> so <laughs> that's like for pebbles, you know. So we 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 enjoy ourselves, you know. We 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 make sure everybody gets pet rocks. And we never. And now out. the pet rocks come with a leash. Yes, they do. They come with a uh, a leash, carrier book, and a walking case, and a walk carrier case, and a walking leash. Well, so how how often do they have to be walked? Let's see here. Yeah, they depends. Um, hold on. Like how often during the day? I mean, is it, it can you walk them just once a day, or do they have to go out every couple of hours, or can you train them? You know, can you pee wee paper train them? They. They're trainable rock hard stubborn, but by but I tickle them and they they will obey. Um, I walk them about once every day. Once a day is fine. Once They're a day is, is good. And can you train them to you know to to uh, use peewee pads in the house so that you don't have to walk them that once a day? You know sometimes the weather isn't good. No, they're they actually they're a little bit different type of pet. They. Uh, they actually, it's normal for them to be constipated. That's really? Just how, yeah, they're they're just they're just like that. It's, it's wow. Just the yeah. yeah. So. I have no idea. All right. Well, how can you tell if your pet rock is a male or female? Oh, that's oh, that's easy. You just uh, usually the lighter color rocks are the are the uh, females, and the darker color ones are the males. Oh. I I think I probably have a lot of male rocks in my front yard because all of them that I find are always the dark colored rocks. So, um, how often do they reproduce? You know, do they reproduce like rabbits, or is it a slower process? Um, let me think about that. That depends on the size of the sledgehammer used to uh, when you when you hammer them. Um, let me see. I use a ten pound or I find that the larger the sledgehammer, the more, the more they reproduce. Are there uh, are there are there little babies they uh, call pebbles? Yes. Um, so so baby, how many yeah. pebbles? How many pebbles would you find in a litter? I guess it just depends on how hard you hit them with a hammer. Yeah, with a, with a sledgehammer, that's that's basically how we, you know, how they reproduce. Um, now. Usually around twelve. Usually around twelve in a letter. Twelve. Um, what is a pet rock's life expectancy? Um, they they last through a few family generations, about two hundred years. But walking them and grinding starts to wear them and tear them down. So you get about about two hundred years out of them. Oh, so they won't they won't grow like into a boulder. 
They don't get bigger uh, like a dog does. They just stay the same size until they, and then they eventually well, get ground down. Yeah, well, if you stuff them with wheat germ, they can, you know, they can, if you overfeed them, they can really, really grow really quickly. So. You, oh, they just, can. Uh, yes. Yeah. Just don't, don't are they, stuff are them they too much. Are they easy to to uh, obedience train, or are they stubborn little rocks? Um. Let's see here. They're 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 stubborn, um, but they are trainable. Um, to they they are trainable. Just takes a while. Um, yes. Yeah. They. Yeah, they're trainable. Um, see how does how does one um, groom and bathe uh, a pet rock? Is there certain products or shampoos that are required that are best to use for them? Actually, when you receive your pet rock, they come bald. And what a lot of people do is they take yarn and they glue it to it. So just like you and I, you, then you just comb them naturally. So that's that's after the uh, the hair is after the yarn is stuck to them. So and then so it, some people it, actually yeah. add hair to their pet rocks. Yes, yeah, they get some yarn, and some super glue, and it does. Oh, well, do they do they embellish their pet rocks in any other way? Um, sometimes I've heard some people use uh, nail, like they they paint it pink or nail colors. You know, the the nails, um, and it comes out and you can pretty up your rock. So uh, can like draw a face on your pet rock, or is that not some permissible? People, do they not like well, that? Well, you can you can sort of suffocate it when you do that. I just sort of this light light amount of grooming is pretty pretty efficient. Pretty efficient. Wow, like you suffocate them. I had no idea. So you wouldn't want to put them in an area where there's no air. No, no. That's that's why the uh, the original pet rock comes with breathing holes in the carrier case. I would, oh, yeah, they, okay. You can you don't you want to get you don't they, I think they can discolor even more when you get a dead pet. You know if they ever mm. cease to exist. So so um, can they play fetch? Like if you throw something, will they go get it and bring it back? Actually, there is a way. What you do when you throw, you can you actually you put you put it down, and you can imagine yourself throwing a stick, and the pet rock will. You can imagine the pet rock grabbing it and bringing it back to you. You just <laughs> you just with your eyes shut. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Um. Do you have to feed them organic gravel, or is any basic gravel uh, good enough for their diet? Yeah, um, mineral spirits. They they love mineral spirits. Oh, they so do. That, yes, yeah. That's uh, pretty do much. You feed that to them every day. Yeah, yeah. They 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 love that. They love mineral spirits. That's a good. So uh, now, when you're when you're out, like you know, to the swimming pool or to a lake or to the ocean, uh, and you bring your rock with you, will they swim or they do they um, sink like a rock? Well, we do have one style that it's called our lava rock series, and those uh, those will act, the males will actually sink, but the females will actually float. They have a lot of it's a, it has a lot of bubbles within the rock, so they, it's a lava rock they call it, and uh, those will actually float. So they wow. they're good swimmers. Our lava rocks are good swimmers. 
um, do uh, pet rocks ever get stoned? Um, let's see. We do have the marijuana rock, but they, uh, yeah, there's actually, let me think. Sure, but if you name it, let me think about that. If you name it Cheech or maybe Chong, then, <laughs> you know, that may run into the, that may run into some problems. Is, um, uh, Simon and Garfunkel's song, I Am a Rock, is that their theme song? They they, they like that song. That's one. That's one of their favorites. But actually, the one by Michael Jackson, "You You Rock," is is one of their favorite songs. Oh, that one's their theme song. Oh, so they do like music. Yes. Yes. So, um, do uh, different mineral concentrations give these pet rocks different personalities? Yeah. Yeah. They'll they'll start slurring a little bit when you feed them too much mineral spirit, they, they can really, they start slurring the words. So you gotta be, gotta be not giving too much. So hmm. yeah, they, they fills them up with a lot of personality. Yeah. yeah well, so if somebody was interested in, in, um, in ordering a pet rock, and I'm sure you're going to get a lot of orders today, uh, for them, uh, what qualities does one look for when choosing a pet rock? They, uh, light color, smoothness, smoothness, and it's more of a feel and a sense of uh, love when you you hold them in your hand. It's one so of most the, of the most of the rocks that you uh, sell, um, they are all pretty much good temperament. Yes, definitely. They uh, they I I when I ship them, I hold them, I can tell they're. They're looking for a loving family, and they just they make you they just give you a sense of pride when you have one. Wow, that's great to know. Well, I think I've asked you every kind of question I could think of to, about your pet rocks. How would somebody go about um, getting more information about your uh, pet rocks, and how would someone order one of their own? Yeah, we're, we're listed on Amazon. You can find the original pet rocks for sale, craft color. We have we do have a lot of others, um, sixteen other flavors of pet rock. You can look on Google search pet rock for sale, and uh, we're, we're listed all over there. You'll you'll find us uh, Rock and Box Productions. You'll find fabulous. Um, you'll find it in there, and well, we're all over it- Amazon. It's it's been a it's been a joy and it's been very interesting, uh, Stuart, speaking to you today about uh, your pet rocks and uh, I'm sure that uh, anyone that's listening to this program has learned a whole bunch of things about pet rocks they never knew. So I hope you'll come back and talk further about your pet rocks and we're going to take a quick break. Thank you so much, Stuart, for coming to our show today. Yeah, thank you for letting me be with you. Thank you. Okay, we'll be back in a jiffy. I'm your doggy, and I love you, and you know that I really do. And we're back. This is Kit DeRoche from All Paws. 
for the cause, WPET, Pet Talk Radio. We've had a great show so far. And our next guest is Tommy from Wonder Scrubbers, and he has a product called Pet Hair Go-Go, which uh, I'm uh, very excited to hear about because I have dogs in the house galore, and I've got pet hair everywhere. So welcome to our show, Tommy. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's been, it's a pleasure. So uh, let me ask you, how did you come up with this product, Pet Hair Go-Go, and and uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about sure, what sure. it is the, exactly. The genius in this is my wife. She's in an unrelated business. Uh, she received the shipment, and it was uh, uh, sent to us by a supplier by mistake. When we opened up the package, we saw that it had some packing material, uh, and they came to pick it up. Uh, they looked at this product that they shipped to the wrong address, and they looked at it, and they took it and left behind all of the packing material, which were made up of these large blocks of sponge. And uh, my wife says to the driver, what do you want me to do with this? She says, would you be so kind as to get rid of it? So my wife says, eh, no problem. I'll put it into the receptacle tonight. So she takes it and brings a piece of it home inside the house and looks at it. And she says, wow, this is unusual kind of a sponge. It doesn't... Uh, you know, uh, it's not the kind of a sponge that you would buy in a supermarket to do your uh, dishes with, but it was a little coarser. So she kept it around for a while, and uh, we have a Himalayan, a cat, long-haired, unbelievably oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and leaves here. This cat, uh, if I come back in my other life, I want to be coming back as Nikki. Nikki has the run of the house, and what we do is we constantly pick it up here. So she says, let me try this particular sponge. So she went out to the couch, and we have a velvety type of a couch. She wiped it, and unbelievable, it came up. We have runners throughout the house. She wipes. She had vacuumed. Then she passes the sponge on top of him and picks up more hair. She says, well, what, would have even, what would have even made her think to take the sponge and put it on the sofa and pick up cat hair? I mean, that's because, brilliant, but how did she get because, that thought? Well, they, you know, there's other products out there that supposedly, uh, you know, the uh, the stick-on stuff works pretty much the same, and that was pretty much what we used to use. But you know, those things wear out quickly, and you got to go out to the store and buy some more. So you're you're like paying rent on this particular roller that you got to keep replenishing, uh, you know, once a week. This yeah, particular exactly. thing, she says, let me try it. She wiped it and picked it up, and then she wiped some more, and it picked it up again, and she tried it on different, various different pieces of furniture, on the rugs. It works on everything. Now we have even developed this particular sponge in two colors because if you go to work with a black suit or black pants or black anything, your pet is going to absolutely you know, get on you, and you're going to get hairs. So you're constantly cleaning up. This thing here works. So we're making it in two colors. We're giving it uh, a color for, not to mix them, a color for the, f the house and a color for your clothing. After all, you don't want to take the one that you did your rugs with and do your black suit. You're not going to be oh, a happy camper. Oh, I see. So you want to keep them separate. And that's exactly what we have done. So it, it works. It works really well. So you just there take is... the sponge and you just wipe it over the hair once or twice and it's all exactly. gone? Exactly. That's the way it works. We have a video on our website, uh, you know, wonderscrubbers.com, and uh, you could Google it, uh, Pet Hair Go-Go, or you could go online and, uh, you know, take a look at our site. So, uh, the, so the sponge 
picks up the hair and holds on to it. Right. Then, then what you do is you pick it out of the sponge, and you could stand next to a vacuum cleaner and let it suck in uh, all of the stuff. Oh, so that that's how you out. get it out. You yeah, suck it down with you, a yeah, vacuum yeah. cleaner or you pick yeah. it out with your hand. Yeah, you need to pick it out with your hand because it grabs. It grabs onto the, uh, you know, onto the hairs. And and what kind of hair does it work on? Does it work it, with it uh, works, dogs too? It works on short-haired dogs, long-haired dogs. It works on all kinds of cats, whether it's long hair or short hair. See, the sponge has a two-pronged attack. Let's call it an attack. It grabs the static electricity or rubbing will grab this thing and hold on to it. But when the sponge is processed, it is cut. And when it is cut, the, the fibers of this cut leaves ragged uh, little claws that are, that are like little tentacles. And these little tentacles... When you rub it, it grabs uh, the hair, and the static electricity holds onto it. So it, mm. it really, you know, you look at it and you say, wow, this stuff here doesn't come off so easy. Well, you've got to pick on it, you know, with your hand, and it'll, it'll, uh, it'll go away from it. But it's, it's a sponge that will last for a very long time, uh, and you'll be able to get, you know, a year's use out of it with no problem. We have had demonstration sponges that we keep just for that purpose, you know, people. So they will, last. They last for they over last, a year. They last. Oh, absolutely. You know, and if it gets a little dirty, uh, you think you want to wash it. You know, a little soap and water. Let it stand. See, the trick to this longevity of the sponge is that sponges inevitably will hold on to retain water. Uh, if you have a sponge that you do your dishes with, after a while they smell. You got to throw them out. This one here, soap and water. Let it stand on its end. Water will drain out of it, and once it's dry, you're ready to go. You could so use, does, by the way, does it absorb water like a normal sponge does? No, it does not. It, it releases oh. it because the, the pores of the sponge are big enough that it will let the water drain out of it. Oh. So what kind of soap would you use? Any kind of soap. Any kind of soap, any kind of dishwashing soap, hand-washing soap. Uh, you know, my wife, uh, uh, you know, will throw it into the washing machine with, uh, with her uh, uh, color clothes with no problem. It comes back out again. Don't put it in the dryer. <laughs> Just make sure that once it comes out of the washer, you let it stand and air dry it. And that it won't it won't pull and uh, it won't pull your no, no, you know no, make holes not, in your clothing. No, no, no. It's not really that kind of a uh, you know sponge that it's rough. Uh, okay. After all, you can you can you know use it to wipe your furniture. And if we had a problem with furniture, we would have known that uh, years ago. Uh, so you're you're safe as far as uh, that is concerned. So is there any product that uh, that works like this? There is nothing out there. That is, it even comes close. Okay, uh, this particular—it's uh, a proprietary sponge that is used uh, for other purposes, which you know I'm not going to. Like packing material. It. <laughs> it's like packing material, exactly. That is exactly what my wife says. But I, I think it's a byproduct, and whatever was not used for the purpose of whatever they were using it for. Uh, rather than to throw it away, uh, somebody came up with the idea, hey, why don't you go to that company down the road and see if you could get some of that sponge material that we could pack our product with. Uh, you know, they, they, were, they were wrapping finials for, uh, uh, you know, decorating posts in, in homes, and the finials are very delicate, so they were using, you know, this particular item to, to pack it up. So there's another purpose for it other than to packing material. Wow. So, um, so it won't scratch furniture or no, anything that it rubs right. on. 
Definitely like not. your clothing or anything yes, delicate. Yes, yes, safe, safe. And so yes. where could people purchase uh, Pet Hair Go-Go? Well, you can On your go website, online. What? We, we have a site that you could go to. We, uh, we, we could do business through PayPal with credit cards. Or you can uh, go to specialty stores. Uh, we have just started to put it into some specialty stores. Uh, we have one uh, in, uh, in the town. Well, we're in New York, so, you know, uh, if we're speaking to a national audience, I don't think they would be interested in knowing uh, where the local market is for us. I mean, mm-hmm. we have uh, uh, in Manhasset, we have a pet boutique. In Lindbrook, we have Shakerpore uh, uh, is also one of our customers. Uh, and we're, we're now talking to a couple of different uh, outlets that, you know, would uh, be interested. One of the things that we do is, as wholesalers, we go and we go ahead and show them a demo, okay? Once they see a demo, when we do events and I go to an event and I do a demo, I have a 95% rate of success because the demo will blow them away. And, you know, once they see it, they are buyers, now, so let me ask you an important question. Sure. Where is the product made? Okay. It, it is an American, the sponge is an American-made product. Fabulous. We buy it, we buy it in bulk, we cut it, we dye it locally, we print our own label locally, and we package it locally, and we sell it locally. So this is a 100%, truly 100% American-made product. That's fabulous. Now, uh, I, I see that uh, you have the wonderscrubbers.com. I went on that uh, on your website earlier today and noticed that there are some other products that you have for sale. Yes, yes, yes. We Can have you tell produce- us that you're constantly developing new products and you've, you've uh, developed a, uh, a dry pet shampoo? Dry pet shampoo, absolutely. Uh, we, are, uh, we have developed a dry uh, pet shampoo, uh, we found out that a lot of pets, you cannot keep washing them. The, uh, giving them baths is not, uh, you know, the ideal surgery. You wash away the oils in their body, and if they get too dry, they start to scratch themselves, and you start to have a different kind of a problem. So in between baths, okay, I, uh, you know, we looked at the situation, and we talked to people, and they said, oh, well, I wish we had something else that we could do in between baths. So my wife came up with a, a dry dog shampoo that... Uh, that wife of yours, she's brilliant. She, she is brilliant. She is brilliant. <laughs> she is... Uh, she doesn't... You know, I will never get old as long as I'm married to her because Aww. she doesn't give me a minute's time to think about relaxing. There's no relaxation. <laughs> so we, we're constantly going. So we, we developed this product. It is made from food-grade products, okay, Uh and the reason is that, you know, cats and dogs lick themselves. So you can't put anything in, in, in their bodies that will harm them. So we, you know, it's a com- combination of baking soda, oatmeal flour, cornstarch, and natural peppermint. Okay? It's a combination with some other proprietary stuff. Again, all food-based. We well, having it. a rescue and having as many dogs as we have come and go, I'm definitely going to look into that uh, pet, uh, dry pet shampoo because that yeah. sounds uh, fascinating. Well, Tommy, it's been great. The time went by too fast, but um, if anybody's interested in the uh, pet hair go-go or they're interested in the dry pet shampoo, they can contact you through Wonder 
wonderscrubbers.com. That's W-O-N-D-E-R-S-C-R-U-B-B-E-R-S.com. Correct? Correct. Correct. Or they could Google Pet Hair Go Go. Okay. Uh, I thank you very much, and I hope to talk to you again, Tommy. We've had a great show today, and I've enjoyed all of our guests. This is Kit DeRoche from All Paws for the Cause, WPET Pet Talk thank Radio. You so much. Thank and remember, you so much. the journey of life is sweeter when traveled with a dog. See you soon, folks. And anytime.